One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To be honest with the listeners here, mm. we are recording this episode a day or two after the last episode because you are having a little mini break. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure we didn't skip a week. We'll save that for the summer. Yep. And I'm a little bit worried that I've got nothing to say mm. to the extent that. My, I have to. I have to. I have to go out. I have to have some experiences. I have to accumulate stories of awkwardness over the course of a week. Yes, and yes. then and bring them onto the podcast. Um, and I'm so concerned that I've got nothing. That earlier, my son had a play date at a friend's house after school, and I said to my wife, "Oh, I'll go and pick him up." She's like, "Why? Why? Why? You you don't want to interact with other parents." And I thought, "Oh, maybe." It'll be uncomfortable and awkward, and then I'll end up having a story for the podcast. Yeah, yeah I'll have something to say. Oh, and anything? <laughs> no, as it oh. happened, as it happened, it wouldn't find them. I mean, right. They're such nice people and such easy company. It was very frustrating. Mm. Um, here's one. I'm slightly worried that this strays a little bit into kids say the darndest things territory. Okay, but as I say, running on fumes here. Mm-hmm. My son, over the course of the past um, past couple of weeks, has become interested in skyscrapers. Right. I think possibly, if you listen in the UK, you'll be aware of a skyscraper called the Shard, uh, which is the tallest building in Western Europe. It's here in London. It looks like a shard of glass. And that does seem to be a trend amongst skyscrapers in London, as opposed to New York, for example, they have these cutesy names. Mm, gherkin. The gherkin. Yeah, yeah. It's like gherkin. There's the cheese grater. Oh, yeah. The walkie-talkie. Yes, yeah, they do all have funny yeah. names. I never thought about it before. Yeah, There's do. one that they call the testicle, which isn't that big, but it is. Oh, it does yeah. have a, or they call it the bollock sometimes as well, don't mm, they? Language. Do you think that is bad language? A little bit, yeah. I think people's perceptions of language have, have changed a bit. Okay. I'll tell you for why. Mm. My son has a lot of books which have the word fart in them. Oh, I thought that was a bit of a naughty word. Well, it always was when we were little. Yeah. But the p- point is you can now buy children's books with fart in the title. Ooh. 
And I think fart is, in today's parlance, what Trump was in our day. Okay. I was never allowed to say Trump in front of Minan. <laughs> it was too coarse, so we had to say pump. Pump. Oh. Yeah. And I, similarly, I, tr- I tried to get Jean to say Trump in front of my mum rather than <laughs> fart. But anyway, I just think that's that's moved on a bit. I'm not really sure, thinking about it, that bollock would be included in that. Hmm. I haven't seen any kids books no. with the word bollock. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, yeah. What, what does um, what, what does Rudy call his uh, anatomy? Oh, um, or when you refer to it, what do you call it? Well, you won't like this because uh, you don't like the cutesy. You go for the anatom- anatomically correct. Mm. So, yeah, we do Willie. And... Mm, I don't mind Willie. Willie's yeah. fine. Yeah. I felt that that was a bit too rude when I was a kid. That was a word I couldn't really say. I felt slightly uncomfortable saying it. Yeah, saying, no, I yeah. understand. Mm. I told you what we used to have to call it in our family. What's that? I used to say it was my tail. That's so creepy and weird. I know, it's really weird, isn't yeah. it? But yeah, we, we get Gene to say penis because <laughs> it's just what it is. Yeah. But then I have ended up like using the word scrotum as well to describe like specifically mm-hmm. when he's asked about things. Yeah. So I feel that he, he almost has uh, you know, too, too medical a description <laughs> of parts of his body. Anyway, why did I get onto I'm that? Sure. Farting, oh. bollock. Um, yes, so. Skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. Yes. He, he, he's really into skyscrapers. And I took him to the top of this building, the Shard, the other day, and he loved it. And he wants to go to the top of all the tall buildings now. Um, When we were there, he started doing something quite odd. Mm. He started telling me that he built it. Oh, okay. He designed it and he built it. Okay. Now, I I happen to know for a fact that is incorrect because I was there when he was born Mm. and the dates don't add up. (laughs) And then this is... In the days since we had that little uh, little trip to a tourist attraction high in the sky, mm. he started saying that he built all these other buildings as well. Do you question it at all? Do you talk about how did you buy it, build it? Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't say I put it to you. I don't do jacques. <laughs> no. I don't debunk. No, no, no. I just no. ask him lots of questions because yeah. to me it's really cute that my kid is walking around saying <laughs> that he built all these skyscrapers and then describing the detail with which he did so. It's funny. I like an active imagination I so yeah, And much. he has an active imagination. Yeah. He gets very immersed in things. Mm. So, so I ask him lots of questions about how he built it and, and so on, and he answers them. Here's the problem. Mm. When he goes to school, he is telling the other kids that he built the shard, mm. etc. Mm. And they're just... Going, no, you didn't. They're not playing it. That's not true. No. What should I do in this situation? Because there was a boy in my class at school. In fact, I've spoken about him many times because he was my some ways closest friend, in some ways my rival, Tristan Maddox. And he was insistent that his dad was in Pink Floyd. (laughs) And I enjoyed the fact that he was on the receiving end of some uh, uh, taunting about that. Right, right. It gave me the competitive edge in our rivalry. And you don't want your son to be taunted by, you think you built the shaft. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit delusions of grandeur. Mm, Couldn't he have started with something smaller? (laughs) He's got a book of animals. It's called like Wild Animals of the Northern Hemisphere or something. And um, he told me that all the pictures of animals in the book are him dressed up as the animals. (laughs) So I think he's he is developing quite an egocentric view of the world, mm. which isn't great. It's normal. Mm, I don't yeah. know. 
So I should just let the other kids cut him down to size and then he'll learn. Mop up after. Yeah, yeah, you're right, right. Let, let them destroy his confidence, oh. not me. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened to me. <laughs> he's have so much confidence. Oh. I used to just be in this nice little world of my own where I just thought people people probably just like me and, and if I've got something to say, it's probably interesting. What age did it change? I want to say seven. Seven. So your son's got, what, two years left? Yeah. Okay, girl, hope yeah. he enjoys them. But maybe they start younger these days. Um, okay, one. Um, what else? And probably, really, that, that, that'll do the job, won't it? But I can I can give you a little bit of something else. You know, we all feel slightly depressed now, so come on. Okay. G is back up again. All right. You know I had my in-laws staying with me. Yes. And they were quarantining with us. The, mm. the idea was that they weren't going to leave the house and it was going to be like a slightly disturbing reality show where we're all <laughs> under the same roof. Yeah. But then, then it turned out when they went for their second test, which was on day five, there's a thing called test early to release. Ah, yes, yes. So they were able to then walk the streets of the city. Nice. From that point onwards. So we went out for lunch. We went for a walk to a beautiful neighbourhood, St. John's Wood in London. My son built it. <laughs> he was at school. Um, and uh, uh, just two things from, from that date. Number one, I was walking with my mother-in-law, who everybody heard on the previous episode, Lynn. You may yep. have heard her before, depending mm. on how long you've been listening to the podcast. And she introduced the strangest topic of conversation, mm. which was, if Sarah, my wife, died... What would I look for in my next partner? That is the weirdest question to ask you. Mm. And Sarah was there when she asked it. No, she was maybe 10 metres behind with her dad. Oh, that, which actually, I that almost is think even is weirder. weirder. You're yeah. right, that is weirder. Yeah. She's really thinking ahead. Yeah. So what did you answer? I said I would prioritise financial solvency. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Um, and then, so my father-in-law, Joe... Let me see if I can do a good job of describing him. He is the sweetest, most bookish, thoughtful, funny, softly spoken, but with a very rich baritone, considered voice. Um, he's so sharp. He is just a lovely, lovely man. Everybody just instantly falls in love with him. It's a sort of fair description of him. I think definitely, yes. Lynn, Lynn is more of a challenge. <laughs> She's a stronger flavour. She's lovely too. <laughs> but um, anyway, I mean, he he is just this this wonderful guy. We go, we go to this restaurant and Joe in recent years is hearing, while still in the realm of fine, isn't quite what it used to be and he wears a hearing aid. Right. French restaurant the waiter is French and wearing a mask and he I'm, I'm not even really paying attention but when he goes over to take Joe's order he asks him something a couple of times and Joe can't hear him and has to ask him to repeat himself then what I see unfold is the waiter then makes a funny joke or attempts to make a funny joke where he goes over to the other side of the table where Sarah and her mum are sitting and saying, somebody help me, I can't tell what this guy's saying. Can somebody please, mm. can somebody please translate, right? Mm -mm. But possibly because of something to do with the hearing and possibly because like half of the face is covered up so you're not getting mm. the tone necessarily that it's a joke. 
I can see it start to get Joe's back up. And he thinks it's this French waiter who's been snooty about an American customer. Oh, no. You know, because that that can happen. Mm. So what do I do? What do you do? I kind of join in with the waiter and roll my eyes at Joe. And what I realised is I am more concerned about the waiter feeling like his attempt at humour has landed properly than I am about my father-in-law's feelings (laughs) about um, a waiter being rude to him. Of course you are. Don't you think that just reflects terribly on me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm an awful person. I also tipped quite heavily to uh, to to overcompensate. You didn't need to tell us that. We all knew. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. Lynn paid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done if I'd been paying, though. Right. I didn't. I didn't feel the need to check her tip because she's American. They tend to tip quite well. Yeah, yeah. I would have been slightly more anxious if the same thing had happened. And it was uh, you, for example. You with good reason to. <laughs> right. Shall we hear what the drifters have been uh, telling us about stories? of uncomfortable social interactions um, from the drifters. Yeah, we'd love to hear yours, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. From Katie. I have an embarrassing story that took place at my dentist. I had to have a filling right at the back of my mouth. The dentist numbed the gum first with some anaesthetic, but some of it must have dripped down my throat, giving me a horrible sensation that I couldn't swallow and that my throat was closing up. I started to have a panic attack and got up out of the chair and started pacing around and was generally creating a bit of a scene. This is unusual behaviour for me as I'm not someone who is usually anxious about going to the dentist. The dentist calmed me down and then asked, how long have you been having panic attacks? I didn't realise I was even having a panic attack as this hadn't happened to me before. The dentist just assumed this was my usual behaviour and I quickly realised that if I said that this was my first panic attack, then it would look as though he was responsible for it, (laughs) which he was. So in order to save it looking as though he was to blame, there on the spot, I made up an entire medical history of panic attacks. (laughs) I said they started since having children and it got worse with age. I'm not one for lying usually, so I amazed myself at the detail I was going into. The dentist listened and asked questions whilst I elaborated on my made-up panic attack history and said he was sorry he hadn't got anything in his notes about me being a nervous patient and would make sure that he put it in his records for next time. After this event, of course, I considered switching dentists, but I was sure he would forget and that would be the last of it. Fast forward to my next appointment. I walk into the room, settle into the chair and wait for him to ask how I'm feeling. He doesn't ask. And instead of being relieved that he's forgotten for some inexplicable reason, I grab the dentist's arm and blurt out, don't forget my nervous patience. (laughs) Oh, this is fantastic. (laughs) He didn't have it in his records after all, but he does now. Something about that reminded me of one of the all-time great emails to the radio show, which was about the young woman who'd gone abroad on a school trip and there was a hike up a mountain and she didn't want to go. So... She faked going into a coma. (laughs) She faked some kind of very serious illness. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't she Uh, end up in hospital? Well, she was airlifted back to the UK or something. I mean, it was was very, very intense. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, she was in for, 
she she didn't she I mean, it wasn't a coma was it but she she lay there pretending to be all listless and unable to speak and stuff yeah and, yeah and then once you're in you're in you're in How do you get out yeah. yeah and this one is from karen g i am one of those odd drifters who does occasionally enjoy a party or a social gathering in theory but then pretty much always agonize after the event about something i've said or done mm. I'm 58 now and still haven't learned that the best policy is to refuse all invitations on principle and avoid the post-party pain. The incident I want to tell you about, though, isn't a social interaction. It happened three weeks ago when I was driving to see my 87-year-old mum-in-law. She lives about three miles away and has been ill since last autumn. After falling and breaking her pelvis, she ends up in hospital where she caught COVID. Amazingly, she recovered, but it was a tough time and I now go and see her a few times a week. To save time off my already short journey, I usually drive over to her using a tiny, narrow back lane, which cuts off quite a big corner. I have done this many times with that incident. Sometimes there is a dog walker or a runner, easily avoidable, and there is a lovely view as you come down the steep hill in the beautiful Wiltshire countryside. On this occasion, as I turned the sharp right-hand bend at the steepest part of the hill, I saw a small car approaching and slowed down to let it pull into the very narrow passing place. Then, coming up the hill behind it, there appeared a large white delivery van. I pulled alongside and let the car go, then reversed back, expecting the van to reverse down the hill to a place where it is wider. But no, he pulled into the small, I would say just over a metre wide, passing place. Instead of behaving like a normal person and sitting tight until he reversed back, I started to drive past him with the left side of my car right in the hedge. I just need to stress he wasn't remotely aggressive or shouty and I'm sure if I'd asked him he would have gone back. However, instead of doing this and risking being seen as a typical woman driver (laughs) or causing a fuss... I kept moving forward as my car got closer and closer to the side of the van. Then I hit a rock in the verge and could go no further. I was wedged in. Absolute nightmare. As I tried to reverse, my car made contact with the van and I was totally stuck. Visions of having to be cut out by the fire brigade flashed through my mind. What was I going to tell my husband? Would we both just be stuck here forever, like the sofa stuck in the stairs in Dirk Gently? <laughs> the van man managed to get out of his passenger door, climb around the van, and with a lot of toing and froing and scraping my car really badly, I managed to get free. He was nearly in tears about my predicament, although his van was barely scratched. I, however, entered some weird zen-like state, was chatting with him about where he was trying to get to, started giving him helpful directions, asking if he was okay, where was he from, etc, etc. I mean, what the hell is wrong with me? I think I am incapable of making a fuss. Sometimes we need to make a fuss, though, surely. I now spend far too much time wondering how I would have behaved in classic emergency situations such as the sink in the Titanic, <laughs> the volcano erupting in Pompeii, the Blitz, and whether my inability to make other people feel bad is actually some kind of superpower or just a completely pathetic and cowardly inability to be be assertive. That's so funny. I think if I was in the atrium with Quintus as the volcano was erupting in Pompeii and Quintus was saying, look, I'm not worried about this. I think we should just stay here. I'd probably just go, you, th- you, th- you think? <laughs> and then I would just perish. Peck, yeah. Yeah, rather than create. What were the other situations? The Titanic. Uh, Titanic, yeah. I mean, there's probably not much to be done, but I wouldn't want no. the uh, the orchestra to think that I wasn't paying attention to them. Oh, yeah, you'd have to be still. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, send us your. I love both of those. They yes. were great. I'm amazed. I mean, this is why I listened to that story, and I think this is why I can never learn how to drive. Oh God, I'd be exactly the same. Those situations are terrible. I'm just amazed that more vehicles aren't abandoned. Oh, but just because they can't like remove them, yeah. Yeah, I, I nearly had to abandon one once. So it was that bad. I had yeah. to get someone else to, to get it out for me. Do you remember? <laughs> it was horrific. Uh, send us your story, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Campbell? Yes. I'm ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. When I went into the Adrift emails this morning, I was very excited, more excited than usual, because oh. I was thinking, would there be a message from an oligarch offering to invest in my back-scratching business? Oh, yes. Or from someone high up at Cambridge University, the Royal Society of Biology, or just the government getting in touch to find out more about my special skills of being able to inch into it what bit of the back needs scratching next it is it is a gift yeah none of those though but i did have an email from imperial mrs rebecca saying that she doesn't have magic fingernails but she does have magic fingers and when her partner says he's got a sore back or neck she goes straight to the painful bit without him telling her where the pain is every time so we're going to team up in my super salon, finger and fingernails. And if anyone's got a magic palm or magic wrist, you know, get in touch. Wow. Yeah, exciting. A magic palm, is that just Reiki? Magic palm, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A, a guy, a, a friend of mine, sorry, I don't mean to derail you, no, but no, do you remember a friend of mine dated a guy who was big on Reiki? And then he started to be able. To, he started talking about how he was able to cure cancer using it and stuff. Uh, and I think, yeah, yeah that that, that yes. became a red flag. But prior yeah. to that happening, I was moaning about headaches or my neck hurting or whatever my ailment was that day. And he said, oh, "I can, I can fix that with Reiki." And he came over to my house and did it on me. Yeah. And I just had to like lie there on a table while he waved his hands around above me mm. but then i'm pretending that it's making a difference because i don't want him to feel awkward and i do think i wonder if some of these things are just built on people being drifters mm. and being unable to say yeah i'm not sure that your hands are magic mate mm. <laughs> <laughs> really i can't feel anything about yeah. it i don't want to yeah. have yeah. Yeah. my, my thinking yeah, the different magic. different thing altogether yeah yeah, yeah 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 so it wasn't quite what i was hoping for but mm. you know it felt really good to get that fingernail thing off my chest i'm really glad that I got to say it. To the extent I want to add a couple more special skills that I believe I have. Okay. Well, I know that I have. I don't, yeah. I don't just believe it. Remember me telling you about the doors in my house being kept open and closed by slippers shoved under them? I do. Well, but in news. That beautiful design feature. <laughs> yes. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, they gathered a lot of dust, those slippers. Anyway, the living room door one has become slipper resistant. Might be too flattened now, the slipper. So what we do now is we use a cushion propped up against it to stop it swinging open and closed. Beautiful. Yeah. But I do feel a bit sorry for that cushion. You must feel like you're living in a boutique hotel. In what way? The, all these uh, all these lovely interior design touches. Touches like the cushion on the floor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the sign for the parcel man that you've sellotaped. <laughs> no, no, that's gone. Okay. that's gone. That's gone. That's gone. That's gone. My son doesn't nap anymore, so we don't need okay. that anymore. But unfortunately, the sellotape marks are still yes. there. They're very, very <laughs> difficult to get rid of. Um, yeah, I do worry. Yeah, it really does take some effort. It does. It does. Yeah. You don't believe me? No, no, I think it does take oh, it effort. Does. It does. Oh, right. <laughs> effort. Oh, okay. I do worry that this cushion now is going to know that 
he's my least he. <laughs> it is a he. Right. Are they all he? No, no, some of them are girls. What? I didn't even know this as I'm saying this. I didn't know. No, some of them are girls. We did this a while ago, didn't we? Because oh, I couldn't God. say the word. But I mean, this is always interesting to me, the characteristics you ascribe to inanimate objects. Oh, yeah, anthropomorphite. Yeah. Right, right. I can't say it either as it turns out. So, yeah, I'm worried that he thinks, he knows that I'm his least favourite. But then I think like, because he's been downgraded from sofa to floor, mm. but like maybe he's a bit deluded and thinks he's been handpicked for special duties. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's my big hope. My big hope. Anyway, the cushion thing is fine, except at night uh, when we leave the living room, we go to go to bed, but mm. still we want the door closed to keep the dog in, but we can't actually close it because it makes a loud noise and it's quite hard to open again. It's very stiff. So I've become very adept at the following. Pick up cushion. Mm-hmm. Leave room with it. As mm-hmm. I'm closing the door, fling the cushion through the closing gap in such a way that it falls against the inside of the door, keeping it shut. Oh. That is not easy. I am an expert now. How can I monetize that? I, th- I really think you should put it on TikTok. Oh, do you think I should? Yeah. Are you sure? Maybe get Tom to do it. I think the people who use TikTok would be a bit alarmed seeing somebody of your vintage. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Do you remember Super Gran? <laughs> Yes, I do. And just the sort of novelty of having a kids program about an, an older person. And, uh, you know, some people just really love that. And other people are like, I don't want to watch a show about an old lady. Right. You're saying that's what me on TikTok will be like. I was, I was actually saying that apropos of nothing. Oh, OK, fine, fine. Uh, one more thing. Mm. Do you think there is anybody in existence that owns a dishwasher and thinks that someone else they live with is better at stacking it? <laughs> I do think it's the thing in the world that people are most arrogant about. Yeah. And I am no exception. I'm going to leave that there. I don't need to go into more details. Let me just say something. Mm. Before we started recording, mm. I said to you, as I said after we started recording, I said, I've got nothing. It's not been long enough. I've got nothing. You said, mm, well, wait till you hear what I'm bringing. To-. I think that was excellent. Okay, thank that, you. That was really, I mean, I just thought you really uh, uh, hit all three. Uh, you know. I'm not finished yet. I've got one more. One more? Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, this is where it gets really weak. Oh, I wish I hadn't given you the praise. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can redact it if you want. I thought you'd just go for rule of three. Oh, no. I, was, I had like, a bit more. Well, like, I, that would have been a bit short. Well, I'm, 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 I'm good. Yeah, I suppose I interrupted a couple of times. Which... I think the real reason is, is that I felt like I was being a bit braggy with the fingernails, mm. the dishwasher, and the cushion. So I wanted to end it with something that I'm bad at, right, for a bit okay. of balance. Yeah, an I arc. Think, well, who does she think she is? She's, get, it, yeah. she's getting well braggy. Yeah, 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 that yeah, kind of, yeah, so yeah, anyway, yeah. So I'm going to mention something that I'm really bad at. Okay. That no one else seems to have a problem with. Mm. I have never in my life, in all my 46 years, run a bar to the correct temperature. <laughs> It has never, and I honestly mean never been right. Like, I don't have bars myself much. My son has a few a week, and it's always the same. I fill it, I check it, it's too hot, it's too cold. So I adjust it, check again, still not right, adjust again, let some water out as it's too full now. Was there a class at school on how to do this? And I was off sick that day. <laughs> same with the shower. I spent most of it making minute adjustments to the hot <laughs> and cold taps. But at least I got my magic fingernails. I'm just going to check and see if there's been any emails from the Pentagon or something. <laughs> have you got a mixer no, tap? No, mixer tap. Yeah, you have got a mixer tap. Yeah. See, p- people assume that's going to make it easier. It right. Makes it easier. No. So we're we're still on the two taps. Right, it's still on the two. They haven't upgraded yet. I think it's so silly in this country. We have the two taps. Mm. I don't think anywhere else still does that. Yeah, I think I'm fully mixed. I am. I'm fully yeah, mixed. Mixer yeah. is better. Yeah. But then you say that and British plumbers all call into a radio show and say, oh, they're not because of this. And they're wrong. It's just British exceptionalism. You just assume that things must be better here 
when actually people laugh at our plumbing. That's not not you specifically. I'm sure you're a very good plumber within that system. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But our plumbing is a joke to many other nationalities. Our plumbing and our teeth. Yeah. Never yeah. knew that. Yeah. My mother-in-law was mocking our plumbing. Was she? Yeah. I have to say, I've blocked their toilet more than I've blocked my toilet. So Right. But I know that the the, the Nordics find us ridiculous. Our pipes on the insides of walls. It does seem quite ridiculous. Just to then you, smash you a wall to, to get open. Out of them. Yeah, they yeah. it's a very good point. Yeah. Um, anyway, all of this is to say, you you assume that a mixer tap will solve the problem, but it doesn't because you still. It's not how hot the water coming out of the tap is, because the water at the bottom of the bath, the stuff that went in first, is cooling all the time. So you've got to overcompensate. So I'm doing wrong. But then you can overcompensate too much, and then it's too hot. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. I tend to just run a really, because we haven't got a mixer tap like you, mm. I'm just a humble guy <laughs> on the old two-tap traditional mm. Great British system. Look at me showing off yeah. mixer taps, <laughs> male and female cushions. <laughs> I like to run a really hot bath yeah, and then when I'm ready to get into it, just, just a little bit of cold until but it's bearable and I still want up. to, you know, okay. I still want to Princess Margaret it as I'm getting in. I'm sorry. Wasn't there like an incident where she scolded herself in a bath? <laughs> I do not remember that. It was, okay. you know, in her later years. Yeah. I thought as a fan you would have remembered that. I am a massive fan of Princess Margaret. Which it? was baffling to me because presumably when you are royalty mm. living in a palace, the temperature of your bath is something that somebody else worries about. And if you're working for Princess Margaret, that is something presumably you'd want to get right because uh, I think she... Um, wasn't the easiest. I'm guessing that she that she ran it very late at night drunk. That's my, <laughs> that's my best guess. Or somebody ran it too hot out of spite. No. It was the person who, when she used to come home, she would feel the top of the TV set to see if it was warm, to see if they'd been watching or not. It was a person that she caught out. <laughs> and they got revenge. Um, good. Well, very. I really enjoyed that. The fourth good. thing, it didn't fall off a cliff with the fourth one. Okay, good, yeah, good, good. Great. Um, uh, more... Ways in which Annabelle isn't a fully functioning adult next week. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just, uh, just a couple of quick things. Hmm. And they're in the same family. In other words, me perceiving a slight from people who think think that they're getting away with it. Right. But when you're as neurotic and as sensitive to other people's opinions as I am, you're all, you, my antenna is very finely tuned okay. to people insulting me. The first one, I've had a couple of occasions recently to email people uh, about somewhat complex situations mm -hmm. and when i do this i like to write a full email mm -hmm. so that 
I don't have to get into a prolonged back and forth with somebody. I would like to cover it all in my first email. Mm. And then if, as invariably happens, somebody comes back to me as a question, I passive-aggressively write, oh, yeah, as I said in my first email, Mm, dot, dot, dot. But a couple of times recently where two people who don't know each other, unrelated in, in any sense, have started their email with, thank you for your very detailed email. <gasps> oh, that says it all. It's terrible. That, that, that is, oh, two people have done that to you. Yeah. That, they're, they're, they're saying something to you there. Yeah. They, re- they really are. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm annoyed by that. I would, I would love to get everything in a very detailed email. But what bugs me is that people just don't read them, do they? They wouldn't. They would have skimmed it. That's what bugs me. Yeah. That's read the email. Yeah. But also, what bugs me is anything where people have a sense they can say something really snide and you won't notice it. Yeah, you know, we definitely noticed. Yeah. Yeah, like um, if you were, uh, you know, when, when people, uh, I don't know, if you uh, if you were to cook somebody a meal that wasn't to their taste, and they went. Well, it was certainly interesting. <laughs> we know what you're implying there. Like you're doing a big stage wink mm. to the camera. Very the non-existent. Detailed. Can wow. you believe that? I'm quite I'm quite shocked because it's, it's the most very passive aggressive yeah. thing. How do you respond to that of interest? I ignored. Good. Good for you. But I've marked the card. Yep, of course. Both individuals. Yep. Second thing on a similar basis, mm. uh a similar realm. I sound a bit distracted. I'm going to tell you why. Mm. I've got a delivery arriving now. <laughs> oh, right, right. It says this is a contact-free delivery, so hopefully you'll just put it on the front doorstep. Yeah. But I'm worried that's not going to happen. Are we listening out for the doorbell then, are we? Yeah, but okay. difficult to hear it up here. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, thing number two. Mm-hmm. I had a work meeting this week with somebody... I did some work for a couple of years ago and I haven't had anything to do with them since. I kind of fell a bit out of favour with them, would be me reading between the lines. Mm -hmm. But in the interim, I did send them a message, like a friendly message, you know, not not a work thing, Mm. to which they never replied. Okay. Then this person found themselves thrust into a meeting with me earlier this week. Oh, okay. And they sent me a text message saying, I'm so excited to see you tomorrow. They then send a a follow-up message saying, oh my God, I've just noticed I didn't reply to your last text. Oh my God. You didn't reply to my last text because you considered me no longer of any worth or value. Mm, mm, mm. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing. I like them for not employing the port protocol there and just... Yeah, it, that's what you should pretend happened. like it yeah, never happened. Yeah. Here's the delivery driver. All oh, right. Hello? Hi, oh... Uh, hi, can you leave it on the doorstep, please? Yeah, I just, uh, I did, I just texted you. Oh, great, that's, th- that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye. Just done a little edit there because my food arrived. Mm. Do you do you have this delivery where you are? Do they do it out where you are? Yes, but I haven't used it, but I know it exists. Why wouldn't you use it? I don't know. 
Have you got concern around workers' rights? Got a Sainsbury's. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a shop. It's not a restaurant. I know. I don't know why I haven't used it. Do you it. never have a takeaway anymore? I think we very occasionally have a tiffin tin. But you, so you you still use your local Indian yeah, restaurant. You yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. You don't look at the buffet of every. You've seen where I live. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. They're not going all the way out there on a moped, no, are they? No. Um, the reason I mention it is this app. I, I use it all the time, a, a, an embarrassing amount, actually. But recently it's got very needy. What do you mean? So what will happen now, it'll say, do you want to rate your driver? And I have to give him a thumbs, thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. And then it'll say, how was the food? And it'll start asking me to rate the individual dishes and write something. No, I don't want to. Before, so before I can order the next time, all this stuff is popping up, popping up at me. Mm. And they make the skip button very deliber- deliberately difficult to find, I feel. I'll be having to delete the app and then like reload it every time I need to do it. That sounds so <laughs> annoying. It is exhausting. Also, look at that showing off. It says, right on time. Your order took just 36 minutes. Enjoy. Mm. Oh, great. You, you did what you said you were going to do. <laughs> Fantastic. You should feel pleased for yourself. Uh, Right on time. It's like, you know, um, Ryanair flights. Mm. If you ever get those and they do a little fanfare if they land on time. Yeah, you should be, yeah. They lower your expectation to such a degree yeah, yeah, yeah. that if they do literally what they're supposed to do, these yeah. companies, there's a fanfare. There should be a fanfare if they're early. That's yeah. it. Look at yeah. that. Is that, a, that emoji? Is that sort of, a, uh, what oh, is that? A, clapping hands, clapping high hands, five. Yeah. I, don't even, I don't, honestly don't know what that emoji means. Is it a high 10? Yeah, I don't know. I Give me 10. Knew. That's really gone out of fashion giving people 10, hasn't it? Yeah. Five is really uh, the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Time now for Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Plob- Problem, <laughs> Problematic. Are you going to eat during this? What do you think? I think no. Okay. You could tell that I was yeah. really thinking about you were, it. You were hovering over it and you had a fork in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's what gave it away. I, it's, I think it's horrible listening to people eat while they're hosting podcasts and radio shows. Mm. Here's what I've decided. Yeah. I'm going to do it during the podcation though. <laughs> oh no, I have to read that out though, uh, don't I? Okay. Come so, on. I wish I'd left the lid on. Okay. Um, first one. It's from Katie. Great. Katie, you should just not say anything and... um... Stop it now. Okay. I recently took the tube into London for the first time since last summer. The tube on the way in was empty as it was mid-morning and well out of rush hour. On my return, the tube was starting to get busier as it was late afternoon. The train pulled in and I was pleased to spot some empty seats, which in regular times would be quite rare. So I quickly sat down only to look around and realise that people had voluntarily kept every other seat empty for social distancing purposes and I had filled the gap between two passengers. I immediately felt the flush of embarrassment as I felt the person next to me shuffle in a passive-aggressive annoyance in their seat. I was cringing at the fact that I'd failed to notice that every other seat was empty for a reason and as I casually peeked up the the carriage, I could see this pattern of empty seats repeated all the way down except for mine. I was too embarrassed to get up from the seat and stand as that would draw even more attention to my mistake. I also resisted the drifter protocol of getting off at the next station because I may look even more stupid for selfishly sitting down for just one stop. So I just kept my head down, pretended to look at my phone and avoided any possible glares and passive aggressive body language from other travellers. However, as the train continued and more people got on, I noticed that the standing area started to get more crowded. Yes. 
So what I want to know for next time is, when the standing area is crowded, is it okay to fill the gap in the seats? If so, how can I judge the tipping point? I'm going back into London next week and I want to get it right next time. Have you done any tube travel? I did uh, one a few days ago. I went a few stops on the central line. Oh, did you go to the shopping uh, precinct? Yes, into the park there. Um, and the frog, the frog playground. Not the frog one. No. Oh. Do you not like the frog one? I don't know the frog one. It's, it's, around, the, it's around the back of the shopping arcade. Oh, I've not been to that one. Before. Oh, it's great. All oh, right, I'll go there next time. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I'm trying to think. I don't think people were doing the every other seat. It was quite empty. It wasn't many people there. This is what I've noticed. Some it's it's like I don't know the the, the wisdom of crowds either descends on a carriage or it doesn't. Mm. But I have had I've seen this happen um, because I've had to go on public transport a bit for work things throughout the pandemic, as uh, somewhat implausibly, but actually at times being classed as an essential worker. <laughs> <laughs> which but, does feel strange. So I've, I've, I, I know my way around it a bit. But the thing about when people start to congregate at one end of a tube, it it does. That's weird. The, yeah, the rules don't really. It's not a good system. It's not a good system. I think you definitely you'd be better off all sitting down, like evenly spaced out, rather than crushed up against each other. Yes, and then the other thing is households. So if you're traveling, if uh, you were traveling with Tom and Rudy, you could all be bunched up together. Yeah, yeah. And then that throws off the. Simple one-off, one-on seating arrangement. I think if it's all getting crushed in the middle, I think that that every other seat thing goes out the window and you all have to, you can sit down. But in that situation, I mean, that is horrific. What I think it is just a poor protocol situation where you just wait, wait for the journey to be over. Yeah, I, I think my instinct is the next time it's better to be standing up in the, throng of people and try and look around exasperated and try and convey with what's visible of your face that Mm. you're very concerned about the viral load Mm. than it is to go and sit down okay so you're saying the opposite of me then yeah yeah i am yeah okay so it happened it happened let's not dwell on it no but i think depends what your motivation is if your motivation is not to catch transmission, transmissible disease, mm. probably the sitting down is the best option. Mm. If the motivation is to convey to the world what a good person <laughs> you are, what a rule follower you are, mm-hmm. I think standing up is the thing to, to do. Okay, well, there's two options. Okay, yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Right, let's go on to the next one. Quite excited about this because it, it kind of rears a bit into, it veers a bit into... Um, Mug chat. Oh, <laughs> I told you it'd be back. I'm going to take a mouthful while oh, yeah, you read yeah, this because okay. I need okay, to. Okay, fair enough. It's from Lucy. I'm getting some essential work done in my house. First off, it's weird wearing a mask in the house and strange not to shake the hand of the work people when they arrive. I had hoped that lockdown would mean minimum interaction and no awkward, would you like a tea or coffee? However, it's been drilled into me. If someone comes to your house, you offer them a drink. So I have this lovely chatty man in my house just now who did want a coffee. The first day he called me through every couple of hours to ask for another. The second oh. day, today, I'm more on the ball and ask if he wants a coffee every hour and a half to two hours. Here's the question. Should I use a new mug each time? I've turned into my mum and given him a fresh cup for each coffee, COVID times, cleanliness, etc. But am I being too OTT? Incidentally, he's been getting some very nice tier two mugs. 
say let's let's say he's there all day he's having a drink every hour and a half two hours say he's he's getting through uh what's that five cups i don't know four cups mm, mm. so i definitely if it was me I, I wouldn't have the same mug on the go all those times so you so you, why should he i know but i feel that part of me is resenting i, I feel like i'm, well, I'm slightly resenting no resenting him oh right but i don't know why it's perfectly reasonable for somebody to want a nice hot beverage when they're in the house. What I would have liked from him, here's, here's what I would have liked from him. Mm. I would have liked from him at some point for him to say, oh, if you just leave the, the coffee out, you don't have to keep running around after me. Then I would have carried on running around after him. Mm. But it's the, the, the beck and call thing is getting my back up. The, and I feel like I want to punish him mm. by making him use the same mug over and over again. I totally agree with him asking for it before yeah. his offer. That got my back up too. Yes. And also like, do they, no, I don't want to say it. Go on. I don't want to upset anyone. I want to hear it now though. You're thinking about how to phrase it. You, you Just just say it. Okay. Tell us what shows what an awful person you are. <laughs> awful because it crossed my mind like mm. could he not have bought a flask of coffee if he's that desperate to have it all the yeah, time yeah the tradesman he should know his place <laughs> he shouldn't expect to drink out of your best china but I do think every hour the and a half the servant class every, like there's no way I would make anyone a drink every hour and a half let alone my like every hour and a half he used half. to make me one every half an hour when it was your job <laughs> I was being paid <laughs> <laughs> true 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 I think yeah, no, I mean, all I'm saying is it crossed my mind and then I thought, no, that's bad. Mm. And then you made me say it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't really think it. I just no. thought it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I know what I know you as well as I know anybody other than myself or my wife. And I know, in fact, the podcast listeners even know this, that your first instinct to being asked to do anything <laughs> is do it yourself. You know, it's not my first instinct. It's, it's your it's, thought in your head goes, a, do it yourself. There's a bad voice in my head that goes, do it yourself. Do yourself. Do yourself. What if someone was drowning? Do yourself. <laughs> no, of course not. Someone else do it for him. <laughs> oh dear. Did we did we reach any kind of conclusion there? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, I did. I said that that I would punish him. Oh yeah, same. I'm by making him use the same mug. Rinse using the it same, out. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Wash yeah, it yeah. up. Yeah, it, but he's not getting yeah, a clean mug every yeah. time. There's, there's, there would be no. Like he would have no recourse to complain. Mm. You don't want to give him an an inch, two and a half centimeters. I I prefer. Mm. Depends if you're an imperial or a metric person. Consider myself very metric. Mm. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um. Got ten fingers. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, all that aside, mm. I think. Uh, you know, he, he he would probably never know. Maybe it'd just be something that irks him about it, but it wouldn't be enough for him to be able to bring it up. No. And then you've got the upper hand again. Imagine if he said, oh, can I have a different mug every time? Like, no one's ever going to say that, ever. Well, he does sound like uh, the mm. type. Can I, can I have another coffee in a different mug, please? Mm. No, nah, it's not going to happen. I could. I think I could ask for a cup of coffee in a way that wouldn't get someone's back up. In a, in a different mug? No, I mean just generally. Okay, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to do it now? Go on then. I would say, I'm so sorry. Could I possibly trouble you? And there's really no rush. Could I trouble you for another cup of coffee? I would do it myself. On the, I don't know where things are in your kitchen. I don't want to go rummaging around in your drawers or anything like that. So, if you have a spare moment, I would be so grateful. Thank you. Do it yourself. Bring a flask. <laughs>
Go to Starbucks. Would you let him use your toilet? <laughs> yeah, of course I would. I'm not an animal. You're not telling him to get one of those little uh, portaloos oh, yeah. on the site. Yeah. Actually, I could get him to use my son's potty. <laughs> Good. If you have a quandary, uh, a question of social etiquette that your awkwardness is getting in the way of, then we can solve it for you like we just did there. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. That went fine, didn't it? Yeah, it's great. Should I have a look at the clock and see how long... Uh, a, long, a long one or a short one? Let's see. Difficult. Well, it's, I think it's going to be short, actually. And I'll tell you for mm. why, because there was that pause where I went to get my uh, takeaway. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's going to be a touch on the short side. But that's, that's fine, isn't yeah. it? It's fine. It's fine. Nice. Every uh, now and then. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I just think we've got too long and we should be trying to break that habit. Mm. But then... This, this became a discussion in itself, didn't it? Mm. And then people were saying, no, it's not. To, anyway, let's not get bogged down in, in, in that now. Um, thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey made our artwork. And don't forget, I'm a nervous patient. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's quite a good two unlimited there I just did, wasn't it? I had no idea that's what you were doing. Sorry. I don't want to repeat it because it's a copyright issue. And I think it was so unrecognisable. It was. It was. You're fine. Aside from the fact that I said what it was. Right. Yeah. But it's still unrecognisable. They'll think you were joking. It won't stand up in court. Definitely not. Okay. This comes from Major General Elaine McCullough. Who says, hey, guys. Hey. Hey. I would be ever so grateful if you would give a mention to my wonderful son, Jonathan McCulloch, a fellow drifter, and his very non-driftery fiance, now fiance, Amy Marie's. Jonathan, like you, Jeff, has a soft romantic side and had planned to propose in Athens. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. Is that the cradle of civilization? So they say. <laughs> so they say. Do they? <laughs> I don't want anyone Googling that phrase, just in case I'm wrong. <gasps> oh, dear. Feels about right, though, doesn't yeah. it? What a place to propose in the cradle of civilization. Mm. It's almost like to say, this is what civilization was building up to. And then wait until you see what marriage is like and how uncivilised it is. <laughs> Um, COVID wrecked that, so an alternative staycation in Donegal was back up. Yet again, COVID intervened and Donegal was locked down a few days before they were due to go on holiday last week. Mm. I'd like to go to uh, Donegal. I've got a feeling. Oh, um, 
Well, what I was going to say is I've got a feeling that I'd go there and I'd just see a lot of people that look identical to me and all of a sudden I'd make sense to myself. And I'll tell you for why. Mm. Because I've done, um, I've, I've done a DNA test, a couple of different ones. Oh. And not only uh, do they come up as to that part of Ireland, but like almost a specific peninsula. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And that's not to say that I've got any, nothing as close as a brother or a sister, mm. but everybody just seems very, 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 very concentrated in that part of Ireland. Oh, interesting. What I was going to say is um, I saw a, a, an old mutual friend of ours for lunch recently, which was lovely. And like me, he's adopted. And like me, he has done one of these DNA things. Mm. And he's showing it me and his DNA's from all over the place. I showed him mine, which has been revised recently, in and now is it comes up as one hundred percent entirely British and Irish, right? And something like ninety nine point eight nine percent Scottish and Irish. I mean, it's just it is. I mean, it's it's literally this one tiny bit of County Donegal. Wow. Uh, and his was a bit more broad. Oh, it's great. I mean, because that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, just like a, a bit more exotic. Yeah, just yeah. I just wanted like lots of things in the mix. Mm. Wanted a bit of Viking in there, maybe something from the Central Asia region. Yeah, the steppes. <laughs> mm. But no, not at all. Like you have never seen. Like honestly, if I if I was to show my DNA to a racist, they would hail me as some kind of hero. <laughs> they they would think that I was their messiah, like come to lead them <laughs> into. <laughs> some kind of racist pure blood future i don't I, I i've never heard of anybody having really yeah it's it's it there's just nothing there's nothing else in there it's really quite uh, something very interesting anyway sorry for um getting the phrase racist purebred future mm, into mm, the, mm. Your, this nice engagement story Maybe she can edit it out or something like you. There's a lot of yes. people do on their laptops these days. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Or she can just start whistling during this. Bit yes, say, yes. Coughing. Yeah. Say that she'd seen a rare bird out. Yes, the window. yeah, yeah. Distract them. Yeah. They're a wonderful couple who've been together for nine years, and totally complement each other. Really, I just wanted to say I love them both, and I'm so delighted for them, and I wish them endless happiness. Amy listens every now and again, but Jonathan, like me, tunes in every week. So a quick. Congrats would be lovely. Well, here we. I'm just now wondering if, because it also tells you your most likely surname. Right. I'm just wondering if it is McCulloch. What? What is my my? So according to my DNA. Oh yeah. Let me just log in. Is some going to be a big reveal that like? <laughs> well, I'm I'm slightly now thinking. I wonder if I shouldn't have given quite so much information about myself away there because I'll be absolutely honest I'd love to know my DNA from a health point of view and I like being a voyeur of it but I don't really want to particularly open that can of worms right and you know if that's that's my side of the story there's somebody else with the side of the story you know possibly two who feel the same way let's just have a look ancestry overview here we go so show you ready for this Mm -hmm. look at that look at that 
one oh, wow. every yeah. that's so it's a circle it's like a pie chart yeah, I've yeah. Ne- nobody ever has a complete they, really? they might have a bit of unknown mine used to have a broadly northwest european perhaps scandinavian it but they've just re- refined and refined it as the years have gone on look at this oh I, really yeah yeah look and there's um watch this so if i then click on it's there. It's it's like oh, literally County yes. Donegal. Wow. But let me see if I can get into that surname stuff. I can't have DNA relatives. Oh, this is probably a bit too boring, isn't it? It's probably a bit, a bit, a bit boring. It's getting a bit boring. I can't get to it. I can't remember how to do it, but I wonder if that is the surname that is most likely. But that'd be nice if I'm related to some drifters. Might explain something, mightn't it? (laughs) Family names, here we go. Oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. Most likely is Doherty. We'd have to read them all out. (laughs) Then McLaughlin, Kelly, different spelling of Doherty. There's no way that one of my parents wasn't called Doherty, I don't think, (laughs) based on this. Right. Um. Okay. Did I get to the end of the publication or not? You're worried, aren't you? You think I've um, you've, you think I've given too much personal no, information? No, that's like, you know, it's up to you. If I thought about it in advance, I probably wouldn't. But, <laughs> Maybe but, that's why I'm slightly. What harm can it do? <laughs> no harm. It's very interesting. You say it can. I want to have it done now because I want like to show off about all my different exotic. Well, but, well, I think you would. You would have. You'd have lots of stuff in there, wouldn't you? Where did your um? My, Dad's gran- parents my granddad from. was from the Ukraine. Yeah, there you go. Mm. There's a there's something. But my mum, I know, is they're very. She's done, she's done the family history back to thirteen twelve. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I could go toe to toe with her. I think. <laughs> what these people who just do it via family history mm. don't account for. Oh yeah. They're getting the official version. Oh, I see. Yes, of course. Mm. Yes, very good point. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we'll do it then. Um, well, there we go. Congratulations! Yes, that's, that's... and this was this was last September, but Elaine did say, "Oh, there's you know, I'm happy to wait wait my turn." I'm horrified. You're horrified. She said, "I said, do you want it on this particular date?" And she said, "No, whenever, just whenever. It's fine." I said, "We've got a backlog of several months." She said, "That's fine. She's very nice, very nice lady." Okay. Yeah. Wonder if Jonathan... She didn't want to push in front. Fair enough. Very, very nice. Jonathan's not going to be as forgiving. And as for um, Amy, it's only going, well, going to confirm what she already thinks of us. True. Well, there we go. Okay. Latest edition of the podcast, podicated to Amy and Jonathan. Prob- probably they've got kids. They're in marriage counselling by now. But it's been that long that <laughs> they've been waiting for their podication. Um. <laughs> They've had the seven-year itch. <laughs> Six, seven months. Okay. Come on, come on. Um, if you'd like a podication, you can have one. And probably no time soon, if this is anything to go by. <laughs> I'm starting to catch up a bit now. Specify. Well, I, as you can see, we're up to September. <laughs> I'm saying that uh, if you, you want a podication, mm. maybe you want to just put in bold somewhere Annabelle will see it. Sometime in the next dot 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 would be yeah. nice if you, a, a date is great then you then you know you're going to get it whenever you want it yeah, yeah. or a date range even a date right yeah no that's a bit complicated just go just give me a okay. date yeah yeah, yeah. 
So you can just so you have a system where it is just possible to queue jump. Yeah, if you say if someone had say for example someone had wanted one for this week, they would have jumped in front of that one. Even if it come in when you're on your way here. Yeah. Right. I think it's fine as a system, isn't it? I mean, it works. Oh, don't question the system. No, okay, I'm not going to. <laughs> Too late for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, congratulations to the two of you. I, uh, I hope that having had all that disruption with the uh, the engagement and the proposal, that the wedding is able to take some form that is satisfactory to yes. you. And even if it isn't exactly what you had in mind, then at some stage you will be able to uh, have some kind of celebration that is is how you pictured it. Yeah. There we go. <coughs> oh, excuse oh, me. Oh, dear. That was weird. I think all these years on the radio, I don't think you've ever heard that sound come out of my mouth no, before. Out of nowhere. All these years alive on the earth, and I'm not sure that I've ever heard it either. Um, hello at adriftpodcast.com is the email address. Look at this, we've got we've gone long now. Oh, right. Mean well, it was to. always going to happen. <laughs> Why do I have to get into my um, DNA? <laughs> it's interesting. Well, maybe I'll do a re- some of the health reports next time. Oh, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and there'll be another pod- podcast next week. It's bad that I can't say the word podcast. <laughs> In this line of work, call it work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina.